gather round, take a seat, relax. It's the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Afton, right here on 101.9 High FM. This is 101.9 High FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Afton, and it is a privilege and an honor to be here with you on this day. We are, what, eight, nine days away from Pesach, and definitely the topic of conversation as we uh, get closer to the incredible Passover holiday, which is really where the zone that I believe we have to get into. Even according to Jewish law, a month before a, a major holiday, it's time to start learning the laws and start time to start getting into the zone. You can't show up Wednesday night next week to the Pesach Seder without having thought about Pesach once and expect to feel anything. It doesn't work that way. Right. The the more we prepare for something, the more we get into the zone for something, the more we're actually able to then appreciate what we're at. Um, it's interesting. Like, um, I, my, I don't really have much of an opinion there or here, but you know, until relatively recently, people would stay home on Pesach. They would have a Pesach at home, and I think what with all the challenges it has, it has a gift that you feel the energy. Energy. Now, many people go to hotels, etc. You show up, all the work's done for you, um, so you might have a certain peace and serenity and lack of stress, but I don't think you have the lead-up, which is similar in general to, like, holidays, and, you know, today we, we try to get everything ready-made. We often laugh about Americans, that they have everything ready-made, but the truth is that all societies have become, in many ways, that, at least most Western societies, where... We want to show up and have everything done for us. And there's something very um, pleasant and sometimes necessary about that. But there's also something that gets lost because the preparation and the stress and the mindfulness um, leads up to, to – it brings you into a zone, right? It's, for example, you're preparing the wedding of your child. So, yes, it's stressfulness and that, and there's something very nice about having – a wedding planner or whatever it is, but on the other hand, so much is lost when you don't do it. Obviously, again, I'm not sure which which one the cost benefit of both options. I'm just musing aloud that I think, especially you know, in the context of Pesach, the more we delegate out from our own Pesach experience, I think we make maybe our lives less stressful, but we do lose out a certain anticipation and entering of the zone because that's really um Pesach could only really do its magic on you and pretty much any real experience in life could only do its magic on you if you're open for it right um the famous analogy that's given is if you go throw seeds on the ground but you didn't plow first you didn't dig up the earth first you didn't um soften the soil uh, you're not going to get a smashing success, right? Before you throw the seeds in, you got to work the soil and you have to make it ready for it. And only after that can you do the planting. And it's the same in life, and that is that you have to set up, you have to set up the zone um, so that the seed and the night of Pesach, the, 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 the tree that we want to grow in our hearts, the transformation that we need has to have the preparation before. We have to um, soften the soil, make ourselves open to whatever message um, we'll be hearing that night. 
so often we come to moments that technically could have transformed us if we were in the right zone, but unfortunately we are closed to that uh, message simply because we didn't show up there. We didn't show up um, with a mindset that will allow us to to digest it. Right, the famous story that's given of, that they did an experiment in the late '90s, I think, and um, they brought one of the top violinists in the world to play in the train station um, in Washington D.C. And they wanted to see if anyone would notice, because this is the kind of person that people would easily pay at the time a hundred dollars or more to go hear him live in you know a concert. And there he was playing for free. And almost nobody acknowledged him, nobody saw him as a child, etc. Why? Because when you're going to the concert, you're open to hear magic. When you're walking through a train station, you're pretty much convinced that any guy that's playing music over there is desperate um, and hasn't really made it in life and is hoping to earn a few pennies. And therefore, you, you don't assume that there's anything to hear. You're not open to hear beautiful music. This guy was playing one of the most complicated pieces of music ever, um, but nobody could hear it. And it makes sense. You know, people were very judgmental, like the study came out and there was a certain judgment, like, oh, nobody's listening. But you get it, people are in the, they're rushing in the train station, they're not expecting music, so they're not open to music. But it's the same in our lives. If I'm going to rush into the Seder, if I'm going to rush into Passover, into Pesach next week, and I'm not going to settle myself into the zone over the coming days. Learn a bit, prepare a bit, think a bit about the Seder, about various messages. Try to like zone in. Then the night's going to come at me and it's going to go right through me. And you know, I'll maybe have some uh, wine in my tummy and some uh, matzah and some knedlach. But other than that, Spiritually, I'm not going to feel terribly uplifted. I'm going to say, oh gosh, what was the point of all that? But change sometimes can happen without preparation, but most of the time can only happen when you, when you prepare yourself, when you're in the zone. And therefore it's so important, it's, it's necessary, it's indispensable that we place ourselves in the right headspace. And it's with that song, with that uh, thought, I want to play this uh, favorite. It's a great song, an older song. It's from the 80s, I believe. My Zadie. Who will be the Zadie if not me? Um, talks about Friday night, talks about the Seder, but the idea that we have to pass over, literally, um, at the Seder. We have to share with our future generations certain messages and certain experiences, and we have to get into the zone that we're able to be the vehicle through which the timeless message of this evening and of the Jewish people pass over to the next generation. This is My Zadie by Moshe Yes, 101.9 Chai FM. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 Chai FM. This is 101.9 Chai FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Avtson from Linksfield Shul, and we are talking about who will be the Zadie, if not me. Um, a incredible, timeless song from the late Moshe Yes uh, that still rings true. He wrote the song, what, 40, 50 years ago, but it still rings very true to our time. 
as generations come, generations go. Pesach is the question that we ask ourselves, who will, who will be the Zaydi of our children? Who will tell the story to our children? One of the big mitzvot, one of the big commandments of the day is to say the story. Say the story to your child. We have an obligation. There's two major mitzvot of the night, of both nights of Pesach. Wednesday night and Thursday night next week is to tell your child and to eat matzah. Those are the two mitzvot. There's many other um, customs and traditions and rabbinical uh, commandments, but there's two biblical obligations. and matzah. Tell your children and eat matzah. So literally, sitting and having a conversation with your child at the night or letting them be part of the conversation is not just good parenting, it's an obligation. Truth is that Always communicating with our children is an obligation. We say it in the Shema twice a day. You have an obligation to teach them to your children. And really that's what the, the Pesach message is. To share. To, to pass to another link in the generation as we go, you know, 3,000 years later, over 3,000 years later from this Pesach story. My father heard it from his father, who heard it from his father, who heard it from his father, all the way back for thousands of years. And as we get closer to Pesach, as we, and as we were saying earlier, it's so important to get into the zone and allow ourselves to be there, to say the story to our children and to our loved ones and to ourselves, the child within us. Because as much as we think we know the story, we don't. Or rather, to paraphrase, let me say, sorry, to to re-say it the better way. As much as we know the story, there's a different way and a deeper way that we can understand the story this year that we've never understood before. And the way you read the story last year is very different than the way you're going to read the story this year because you are different than you were a year ago. And certain things will resonate. Certain things that maybe resonated in the past won't resonate now, but certain things that never resonated until now will start resonating this year as you sit for the Seder, based on who you are, based on the experiences you've had the last 12 months, based on where the world's at, but most importantly, where based on where you're at. And if you allow yourself to hear and allow the Pesach Seder and the Haggadah to talk to you, it will say different messages than it said in the past. It will talk, it will resonate differently as long as I'm open to it. As long as I have um, gone to my field and started plowing and digging up the earth and softening the soil and literally creating a platform that will allow the seed to, to sprout and to turn into a tree, then an incredible tree will happen. And... Pesach happens once a year, and often in the lead-up to it, all we're doing is stressing about uh, the costs and the, the stress and who's coming to the Seder. And then but often we come to the Seder and we're so tired and drained, and it just passes us by. And then the next day we're fetching why we have to do this a second time. Just a little tip from uh, the way I look at it. The first night of the Seder, I always tell myself, wow, it's been a year since we had a Seder. And the second night of the Seder, I say, wow, it's going to be a full year till we have another Seder. So each night is a special. Each night has its own experience. But even if only, you know, one moment from both evenings really trend- touches you and transforms you, you've had a very productive Pesach. Um, because 
Pesach is there to change us. Life is there to change us. Each day we're there to grow, but there are certain moments in the calendar that are there to take us and give us an extra boost, you know, a little uh, extra petrol in the tank, some extra push to to leap. And that's really what the Pesach means. Pesach means to leap, to pass over, but it's really to, to jump to Asher Pasach al-Patim Yisrael. Hashem leaped over the homes of the Jewish people when he saved them at the, the night of the, the 10th plague, when he killed the firstborn and he jumped over and he, or the words of the Holy Rebbe Levi he actually danced on the homes. He didn't jump over them, but rather danced on them. There's so much energy in this time of the year that if we would only zone in, it would, it would do something to us. If only we make ourselves um, a vessel to allow the water to actually stay. You know, if you, you have a cup and it's not broken and you show up with a cup, the, the, the water can hold. But if I'm a broken vessel, if I am, uh, if I, I haven't contained myself, I haven't made myself a, a cup to receive the blessing, then all the water spills out. Showing up to Pesach, showing up to Passover, ready to receive the blessing, as of, as you know, coming to Hashem and saying, "Here, pour in me." If I'm if I'm a complete cup, in other words, if I am fully zoned in and a vessel, it will come. It will come in. It will sprout. It will it will do miracles within me. And these times of incredible energy, these you know, powerful Jewish holidays that God set in the calendar are. Potent times. They have incredible amount of energy. There's a lot, a lot of intensity. Um, that if you actually just allow yourself to feel it, you'll feel it. If you just come with a open mind, a little prepared, not cynical, not just okay. How much longer? Oh gosh, it's already 20 minutes into the Seder. When does this end? But if I show up with a zone that says, I want to get in. I really want to, um, plug in. And I'm ready to hear a message. I'm ready to read a message. I'm, I'm, I'm here for the few hours of the Seder wanting it to do something to me. It will do. It will do. The matzah, the maror, the haggadah, the story, the song. Allow it. Allow it to. Allow it to do what it needs to do. Allow it to transform you. You know, every year, when as it comes closer to Pesach, the big question of the year is, how is this year going to be different than previous years? Right? Often when we ask the question, how is this night different than all other nights? The simple meaning is, how is this night of Pesach different than the other 364 nights of the year? But there's another way of reading the question. How is this night of Pesach going to be different from all the other nights of Pesach in the past? Right? Any one of us listening, chances are we've been to a Pesach Seder before. Most of us at least. Um, we've, we've had the Pesach experience more than once in our life. But how is this night going to be different? 
How is it going to change us? How is it going to make us different? How is it going to transform us? How is it going to, how are we going to be able to look at it and say, wow, I'm a different person this Pesach than in the past? That's really the question that I believe that every year, but especially this year, we have to ask ourselves. By, by framing it the following way, at least here's one option of doing it, ask yourself the following question. What part of my personality is holding me back the most this year? In other words, every year we should be looking forward to break out of something that's holding us back. What is holding you back this year? You as an individual and you as a family, you as a community, what is holding you back? What's the biggest thing that's screaming out and saying, let go of me, break through me, get out of my Egypt? I have a a hypothesis um, of where I believe many of us can focus our Pesach energy this year. Take it or leave it. It's not really the, the point about if, you know, if you believe it's this one, great. If you believe it's another thing, great. But I'll start by saying that last year, I believe that many of us, when it came close to Pesach, the thing that we needed to break through and break out of was fear. Fear was a very strong and dominant emotion as a follow-up of two years of COVID and just in general. And I still believe that fear is inhibiting many, many people from living their lives to the best way possible. Um, it's, yeah, it's very inhibiting. On the other hand, this year, I believe that there's something even deeper that, not deeper, but more relevant. I think as a society and as, 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 as individuals, we're more and more getting into um, a world of self-centeredness, selfishness, uh, focusing on the I, focusing on promoting ourselves, whether it's on social media, whether it's um, trying to get the best physical pleasures for ourselves. It's very much me, 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 me. And the moment someone calls us and says, would you like to volunteer for this? Many of us say yes, but not nearly as many as used to. A few a few years ago, it was much easier to get volunteers to the various organizations. We speak to pretty much any organization that's involved in outreach, um, acts of kindness, um, that, that's relying on volunteers. They'll tell you that it's it's harder than it's been because everyone's busy, very busy, so, so busy. That grandparents who spent four four hours doing a piece of laundry, or baking bread, or just living you know day to day, they weren't busy. They had time to volunteer. But us, our generation, we're just so busy. It's unbelievable how busy we are. Um, somehow we still find time to spend five hours a day on our phones and three hours on Netflix. But we're very busy, very, 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 very busy. Um, busy doing what? It's a topic for another time. Um, but I think at the core, we're living in a time of incredible self-centeredness. And we call it self-care or we call it, you know, nurturing ourselves and focusing on our talents, all the fancy words we use. But ultimately, we're becoming more and more self-centered and less and less other-centered. It's not me saying this. I mean, uh, you know, Chief Rabbi Sachs in his famous TED Talk spoke about it. 
and anyone with half, you know, half an eye open can see it obsessing with self. And yet it's making us more miserable and down and stressed out than ever before because there's no happiness. There's a lot of pleasure um, by focusing on yourself and making sure you have the pleasures, but there's no happiness. The greatest happiness comes when you go outside yourself, when you think of others, when you help others. So for me, this Seder, this Pesach experience, what I'm asking myself is, can I be there for others? Can I be a little less self-centered this year? Can I break out of this narrative that says me, 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 and break out and actually focus on the other? That's my Pesach. I wonder what yours will be. Whatever it is, I would encourage you to come with a theme and tackle it to the best of your ability. I'd like to play a song now um, in for our brothers and sisters in Israel, everything that's going on over there, praying for peace, um, but also peace for each and every one of us in our own heart. In the context of what I was saying now, the true peace only comes when you stop focusing on what you want and you focus on the other. I think that's a message for us. I think it's a message for Israeli society. I think it's a message for all humanity. This is 101.9 Chai FM. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avton on 101.9 Chai FM. So this is 101.9 Chai FM. That was a beautiful song, a prayer for peace in our holy land. And we're still on the topic of Pesach and allowing ourselves this year to ask, what do I need to break free from? What is holding me back? Which factor in my life am I holding? And maybe it's very comfortable and convenient and totally understandable why I'm hugging it so tightly, but it's time to let go, right? Fear sometimes feels necessary. And maybe when things are, you know, really, really crazy, you need a bit of fear. But then holding on to the fear long after the story, that's already unnecessary. Um, not only not unnecessary, it's counterproductive, right? As FDR said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And sometimes being, you know, selfish, focusing on self is necessary. You have to preserve yourself, etc. You have to take care of yourself. You have to put the, right, what do they tell you on the plane? Put the tube first on yourself so you can breathe. And then uh, take care of a child. Yeah, it's all fat. It's all true, and it's all beautiful, and it's all nice, and it's all great. But then there comes a time when you have to say, "Okay, I'm focusing way too much on myself." Ask yourself a simple question: Whose life did you better today? Right? It's already almost two o'clock in the afternoon here in Johannesburg. Has anyone's life been enriched because you are on this planet today? Not simply by your existence, like, oh, of course, you know, my spouse is so happy I exist, yay. No, I'm saying like actively going and bettering someone's life. I remember hearing from a, a wise person who said, if you go to sleep at night without having bettered the life of one person, it was a waste of a day. I believe it. I believe that to be true. And you have to actively ask yourself every single day, was I a little less selfish? Whose life did I better? Did I reach out to somebody and just ask how they are and thus better their life? Did I go take someone out for coffee? Did I send something to somebody? Did I um, arrange for something to be taken care of for another individual? Is anyone's life enriched because I woke up this morning? 
And believe it or not, you could go through a whole day and not be able to answer that question. You could say, well, I took my kid around to their errands. Okay, whatever. It's nice, it's important, it's great. But did anyone's life get enriched? Did anyone feel more loved? Was there something special or was this a totally forgettable day? Forgettable for others. Or is there somebody who's going to say, oh, wow, whether they, they know it or not, but their life has been enriched because you woke up on this day, the 6th of Nisan, the 28th of March, 2023, their life is better. Is there? Does that person exist? Is there somebody whose life is enriched because you're awake? Then this Pesach, you don't have to focus on your selfishness, right? There's other things to focus on. But if if we were go through days and we're not enriching, we're not bettering, we're focusing on ourselves and trying to promote ourselves and trying to just chase the next buck and the next pleasure and the next thing and the, the always feeling defensive because it's all about me, 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 me. Now maybe this Pesach, sit down at the Seder and say these words to yourself. It's about time I go out. It's about time I break out of myself. It's about time that I actually realize that the world doesn't surround me. The world surrounds God. The world surrounds acts of kindness. In the words of the Holy Baal Shem Tov, that a soul to come into this world, a person could be born, and the sole purpose of them coming into this world is to better the life of another. For 70, 80 years, a soul could come wear and tear just to do a favor for another. You could be a great person, you could be a fantastic person, but if you're not bettering the life, it's time to maybe ask yourself, can I do more? Can I do better? Is it selfishness that you need to break out of, or is that something you've already broken out of and you, you're ready for something else? Whatever it is, I encourage you to sit down at the Seder with a mind that says, I need to break free from something. I can't be the same person I was. Because if you're just sitting there like neutral without any specific agenda of what you're trying to break free from or of, I don't know if you'll be as effective. But if you know, okay, this is my goal. I want to break free fear, selfishness, um, anger, stress, whatever it is, then maybe you'll actually find that a week later, after eight days of Pesach, you're a little better in that area. And in that way, you've had the most productive Pesach ever. This is 101.9 Chai FM. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 High FM. This is 101.9 Chai FM. And in just a moment, I'll be playing a song. Uh, we'll be playing here a song on the theme we were just talking about. Nothing in your life will ever make you feel as good as when you help another. Because I believe that's really the message that the Pesach can talk to many of us. Go out of ourselves. Stop asking yourself all day, am I happy? Am I settled? Am I okay? Is this where I want to live? Me, 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 me. Just go and live. Go better the world. You know, often the question about whether to stay in South Africa is framed. Is it the best for me? Is it best for my kids? And we've spoken about it and I'll talk about, I'll continue talking about it as many others will. But into the context of today's conversation, ask yourself where you can better the world. I believe that this country is an incredible place that you can make an impact. And if you see your purpose as bettering the world, then going to a place that doesn't need your impact, what's the point? 
but going to a, staying in a place and thriving in a place that you can make a difference is living a life of purpose. And there's no greater gift in life than living a life that you know is purposeful and meaningful and beautiful. Because nothing in your life will give you as much joy and happiness as enriching the life of another. And it's with that thought that I share with you this song from Mordechai Shapiro, Nothing in Your Life. Wishing you a Chag Sameach, a beautiful Pesach, a beautiful Shabbos, a beautiful rest of the week. And please God, may we all break free of whatever's holding us back. Chag Sameach.